For those who prefer their cars rocket powered, flying in high with no boost, but holding on to the dream, it's Knox Phoenix, Ninja Seb Fan, and Darth Vader coming to you live from Manfield. There has been, there are demons among the Rocket League community, gentlemen, and oh, no. they need to be exercised. Oh no! Because they're here, they've got, they've taken the deepest form of possession to leading people to do such corrupt things as mix. Okay, fill the bowl with milk before pouring in the cereal. I think oh, I, I, sh- I think I've shudder. met this man. First off, I have to make sure that neither of you are affected. What is your process when you make a bowl of cereal? Step one is... I pour the cereal. Definitely pour the cereal first. And then I pour the milk. Okay. All right. Whew. (laughs) So, um, Garrett G tweeted out like a video of him making cereal. And people were appalled. And I, joining them... To see that the milk was in the bowl before he poured in. Oh Wait, my what did, God. His, his Reese Puffs. That's what he had. He had Reese Puffs. I think. Maybe. Probably. I don't know. Wait. What's your favorite cereal? Uh, it's probably Fruit Loops. Personally, no. I, uh, I bounce around, but um, Reese's Puffs for the longest time. Reese's Puffs. Yeah, okay. those, are, those are two good answers, but they're wrong. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> Uh, Why do you the say best that? cereal. <laughs> uh, you know, I say that, but I actually don't have like a follow. Oh wait, hang on, no. French Toast Crunch no. or Waffle Crisp, <coughs> right? You can only get like Waffle Crisps at Big Lots nowadays. But, whew. yeah, okay, all right. So we're dealing with sane people. I, I, yes. I'm glad that we're all on the show and we're in agreement. Um. Did you also see that Hawkshot tweeted out a video of how he makes cereal and it went a step further and is worse? Um, how? He doesn't use milk. He uses water. And he puts uh, it in the bowl first. Oh, uh, that's a problem. That, yeah, that makes me, uh... Is it hot water? Something terrible. Is it hot water? No, he got it from, like, the little fridge thing. He had to have been memeing, right? No one actually does that. There's no way he does that. No one actually does that. Wait, hang on. Are there things that either of you do that's weird? Like, that's, you know, people... When you tell this to people, people say, Holy crap, you're insane. Uh... Weird little quirks about how you eat your food. I think I eat my food pretty normally. Okay. Smash? Um... Yeah, that's a good question. That's a good question. Uh, hmm. What are you hiding? You're hiding something. I'm thinking about you, it. You know, I'm trying to find something good for the uh, for the listeners. Um, you eat you eat ice cream with a fork, don't you? you uh, no, I definitely don't do that. Okay. All right. <laughs> I definitely don't do that. But uh, well, when, I guess when I was a kid, I used to I used to drink sodas in the shower. That was pretty. That was pretty weird. <laughs> what? water out of my nose how why? <laughs> what you <laughs> hang on no 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 no. there's logistics to this i need to understand the logistics to this uh there's not there's not a whole lot of logistics you know you just oh, there's logistics because there's a lot of spritz and water and how do you keep that out of your soda well you got the because there's the shower curtain right shower curtain keeps water from oh there's the the shower curtain is involved in the process of drinking <laughs> soda in the shower <laughs> Yeah, I mean, so think of it. Think of it this way: you know, you've been uh, playing football all day because I I played football. You're getting really hot and sweaty, and you just want like a sprite or like a you know drink, but you also have to take a shower. But so. you also want to be covered in hot water that could potentially get in your fizzy drink at the same time. Go on. Well, you keep this. You keep the fizzy drink outside the shower curtain, right? Okay. That's, so then it prevents the water from getting in it. I you're. Your uh, concerns are certainly valid, but you know, to a <laughs> yeah, to a budding so. to a, a budding uh, you know uh, prepubescent trying to you know convert to through go through puberty, that didn't make a whole lot of sense to me at the time. 
Smash, I'm gonna I'm gonna just need a simple one word number answer. How old were you the last time you had a soda while you were taking a shower? Um I mean high school, like definitely before eighteen. So the double digits. Uh Did yeah, you sure. were you old enough to operate a motor vehicle? <laughs> there was probably some overlap. Oh no. <laughs> Okay, um, now, so you kept it outside of the shower. I'm just thinking logistically, for me, there's nothing like to kind of just with arms reach out. Did you have a custom shelf, maybe like a little cup holder put on the outside in your bathroom? No, it wasn't that involved. I usually would just place <laughs> it on the, you know, the outside of the, the rim of the tub that was outside of the shower. The shower. Oh, oh that could fall off at any Wait, moment. what? No! It, yes! That's I never had any issues with it falling off, but uh, you don't have a counter near your your shower or anything. Uh, I I don't recall when I you know in the house that I grew up in having some sort of place to put it, um, other than the the rim of the bathtub. I mean, it was wide. It was like a you could, you could easily that's fit lower. The full... That's there's more splash in possibilities. <laughs> the no, lower you go, it's blocked by the uh, it's blocked by the shower curtain. Okay, but all right, hang on. You pull back the shower curtain to get the soda, right? Like, or do you do some weird reach around? Did you have a, a maneuver? Uh, it's certainly a, like a bit of an art, right? Because you have okay. to do it without allowing water to spill into the drink. It's so you're correct. Yeah, there, there was a you know there was a sort of, I guess, fancy reach around. Okay. To it now, but. fancy reach around. That's the name of your sex tape. Now, name. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna need to need. I, I still need more info. I still have questions. There's, there's also the process of getting the drink to your mouth in an environment where water is everywhere. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, like you kind of just. I don't. Like I would just. I guess stick my head out of the shower real quick and take a sip. Okay. And and it's, what is the. What is the the slip risk in a you know when you're off centering your weight like that? I never had I never had any problems, to be honest. Um, I don't I got you'd sort of take the shower curtain and pull it, you know, across from you a little bit, and then take a drink of the soda. Okay, well. I still think you're a brave <laughs> man for doing this. <laughs> there you have it. Anyone who wants to enjoy a nice a nice cherry coke <laughs> in the. In the when shower. they're, you know, scrubbing their bits, go ahead. <laughs> if you couldn't tell, this is a Rocket League podcast. Welcome to Live from Manfield, where the entire podcast is actually just one person using different voices to imitate having friends. I'm Knox Phoenix. I'm Ninja Seb fan. And uh, we're joined by Smash today uh, in our uh, process where we are kind of just doing a rotating third man after uh, the departure of Darth Goji. Uh, I want to also kind of explain a little bit behind the reason that we're doing this is because um, it's not just these random friends that are like in the Discord or people that we know, any old person off the street, but actually um, we're using this as an opportunity to find people in the community that are doing like, cool things and great things, but don't necessarily have like a public forum or, you know, a, a audience to listen to them. And so we want to give them that audience. And Smash is doing something really cool. With the uh, with Indie Gaming League, we'll get into that in a second. First, I want to know, Smash, just a little bit more about who you are. When did you get into Rocket League? Yeah, I would. Uh, um, so I I joined Rocket League about a year and a half ago. Um, I learned about it through a couple developers at at my at my job at the time. I was working at a healthcare company called Our Health, and uh, the developers there were sort of in a Rocket League phase. Um, they just sort of discovered it, and they were talking about it. And, uh, you know, at the time, uh, I hadn't really played a whole lot of video games since high school, didn't really play much in college. And, uh, I thought the game sounded kind of funny, <laughs> you know, it was just okay. people driving cars around, um, hitting soccer balls. And so, uh, I thought it might be a, a, a fun thing to try out. And so I, I went home I actually didn't start playing it for a couple of weeks after, but I went home, sort of downloaded the game. And then a couple of weeks later, uh, I actually started playing it, and my roommates got really involved, uh, and we sort of fell in love with the game, just how simple it was to pick up and, and start playing, uh, but the skill level to be really, really good was also still really high, um, but it wasn't as complex as, it wasn't very complex like something like League of Legends or, you know, um, yeah, yeah. maybe Overwatch, right? Like, it, 
this, the, the, the concept is very simple. You just hit a car into a ball into a net. It's soccer with cars. So that's how we got into it. And then our friend group um, got really excited about it. We started playing it every day and we came home and like my roommates and I would play it all the time. You know, uh, I had the Xbox, so we were doing some great split screen action and we just oh got really involved and it was a, it was a really awesome little uh, competitive game that we could play um, in our free time. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. You sound like you have a background in sports mainly, right? Uh, yeah. So I, I, you know, in high school I played some sports. Um, you know, I, I I was a, I was a decent athlete, uh, played football, basketball and, and track, um, sort of a way to get out of PE because at my, at my high school, if you played sports, you didn't have to go to PE. So, uh, so uh, it was, it was a good way to get out of PE and, you know, I was, I was, I was good enough that I could score some points and have some fun with it, but wasn't good enough to, to go to college for it. So, uh, I do, I do have a high school background in sports. Okay. Yeah. For me, like I, I really enjoy playing like basketball and soccer, but, um, what I found that I enjoyed so much about rocket league was that it gave me that same sort of mental, um, process that like sports give. And I don't know if that was like the same for you. Uh, yeah, I would completely agree with that. Um, I I really liked it, and I play League of Legends too. And uh, same thing there; it's a lot like a sport. <laughs> yeah, for sure. the The difference I would say is Rocket League is a lot like you know basketball or football or something like that because the concept in general is very simple, right? Like basketball, you get the ball into the net. Football, you know, yeah. you run the ball down the court. I've been um, playing basketball wrong this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd love to. I'd love to hear how you uh, you like to play basketball, but maybe we'll save that for another another riff sometime. <laughs> uh, but uh yeah you know it's it's uh it's simple to understand um versus league of legends again like i was saying before it's sort of like okay you gotta destroy this nexus but there's all these items and there's all these different monsters on the field and there's just different checkpoints that you have to get and you want to make sure you get them at the right times and uh there's ganks and all this other stuff going on that uh can can, can be confusing right and so that's there's a, so many buttons there's just so many buttons yeah you are right <laughs> there's there's a anyways the, the point is it's much more complicated than than rocket league which is the point is much more, com- more complicated than rocket league which is just get the ball into the net gotcha so what's your favorite car what, what car do you mean um usually i am uh using takumi uh but i've also used breakout and octane but i always go back to uh Takumi. Takumi right. main, okay. That is very interesting. Don't hear, <laughs> yeah. You don't hear of those people anymore. <laughs> were, you, were you a Takumi main before it got like altered visually and was given the Octane hitbox? Were, were you like a Takumi main when it was still a little chickpea? Uh yeah, I believe I believe so. Um when was it changed again? I can't I can't remember. Uh, about a year ago, okay. maybe more, when when all of the cars were standardized. Yeah, I um, I think I was using it right before that, um, but I uh, I still use it today, and I don't know, like I've I've actually always used it just because I like the look of the car. Um, okay. But uh, um, yeah, I, I've used it. Mo- I would say sixty or seventy percent of the time since I've started playing Rocket League, um. And then I sort of vary between Breakout and Octane as well. Sometimes I'll throw in another car just for kicks. Gotcha. And and what what playlist do you prefer to queue? Typically, I st- uh, stick with 2v2. Um, that's what my friends and I all got started on. And then when we started realizing that all the pros and sort of the more competitive Rocket League players, as we became more familiar with the space, were playing threes a lot. So uh, we started playing threes more, but my our group of friends that I got started with on Rocket League, we, we primarily do 2v2, and uh, that's what I prefer currently. Sweet. Okay. Yeah. So I first came across Smash because, uh, oh gosh, I don't know your official title. I'm going to try to look it up. You are one of the commissioners of the Indie Gaming League. What the heck is the Indie Gaming League? Yes, I would I would love to get a, give a shameless plug for uh, Indie <laughs> Gaming League. Uh, so... Uh, there are two commissioners of the Indie Gaming League, just to clarify that. We're basically the, the founders of it. We just call ourselves commissioners because we like the name, we like the sound of it better. Um, that, that's the only reason. <laughs> I don't blame uh, you. It so, does sound better. Yeah, right. Um, so 
my friend Michael Tarnowski and I uh, started Indie Gaming League because um, we just wanted people to play video games with. Um, and it started because, uh, actually, it's a cool story, actually. Um, I was renting my house out on Airbnb, and okay. uh, he sort of wanted to get into the Airbnb action as well because I was making a good good amount of money on it. You know, I was, was paying for most of my mortgage, all that, all that good stuff. So he came over, and we did. We barely knew each other. Um, he was a a, a bro, the brother of a good friend of mine who I started playing Rocket League with, and we okay. got connected that way. So he came over, and we we're like talking about Airbnb, and he ended up renting his house out on Airbnb as well. But uh, he was talking about you know wanting to be involved in some sort of entrepreneurial venture and startup and things like that. And I had always had this idea of well, what if we had a sort of um, just a community of gamers that could get together and play in uh, recurring <laughs> leagues, right? So almost like intramural, uh, uh, like intramural athletics for esports. Like yeah. they have adult adult uh, basketball leagues, that sort of thing. They play one game a week. Um, you meet at a specific location and play. And uh, he got really excited about it, so we decided to um, start a Rocket League league, and that was the birth of the. Um, Rocket League Summer Circuit, which we just finished up with um, a couple weeks ago. Uh, so Indie Gaming League, in, in a nutshell, is just a community of gamers where we run online gaming leagues so that people can meet each other, um, have fun playing the games that they love, uh, and we also hold in-person sort of social events as well. Okay. Uh, and the Indie stands for Indianapolis. Indie? You got it, Indianapolis. Okay. So we are we are based in Indianapolis. However, you don't have to live in Indianapolis to play in our leagues. Um, anyone can play. We do have a requirement around uh, you have to sort of be, be willing to play within the East Coast um, time zone. So uh, if you're playing in Europe, you just got to make sure you're available to play between 7 p.m. and 11 p.m. Makes uh, yeah, just to, so no one no one's playing in uh, in the middle of the night. That's from North America. So you just finished the summer circuit. Um, what's coming up? What are the what's next for the indie gaming league? Yes, uh, we are really excited. We have the Rocket League Fall Circuit starting in early September, and registration is live now for that on indiegamingleague.com. It is a three v three circuit, and you play uh, one. Uh, your team plays one game a week for eight uh, for six weeks, and then there are playoffs in the last two weeks for the prize money. And we do give away cash prizes um, for oh. the winners of the division. So that's that's really, really fun. And uh, we had in our first circuit, the Rocket League Summer Circuit, which, as I said before, um, concluded a couple weeks ago. Uh, we had 68 players, and that was a 2v2 circuit. Uh, sort of Same sort of format. Um, we had about uh, a couple weeks of league play, and then we had the... The tiebreakers were um, the, the two weeks after. So uh, it was a ton of fun. We had a lot of engagement, a ton of support from the community. It was honestly a blast just running it. And we streamed, you know, 10 to 20 hours a week um, just to give it our, our players another opportunity to showcase themselves and uh, for the community to engage via Twitch, um, which was really, really awesome. Uh, so we, we had so much fun that we decided to do it again. And, uh, We'll be streaming them all again, just like last time. And we're actually adding a Monday uh, stream to the mix. Typically, we stream Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. We'll be adding a Monday stream um, to the mix as well, where we will review the upcoming games for the week, give you a stats breakdown, and it will be uh, recorded live. Um, for uh, it'll, it'll show our faces, I guess. We'll have video cameras up, oh, and uh, we'll have an actual casting booth. Uh, and it'll be, and we'll Whoa. have guest speakers on and that sort of thing. Cause we know that a lot of people wanted to, uh, uh, be co-casters and things like that. Yeah. We would love to have you on, <laughs> uh, we're, uh, uh, Michael's making a list and he, we're going to have an actual sort of, uh, um, have you, ever, have you ever seen the Dan Patrick show? Uh, I haven't something like something like that. Yeah. It's going to be better <laughs> than that. It's going to be even better. So that's indie gaming league. We're super excited. we got the rocket league fall circuit starting up here in September. Yeah, and so to celebrate the um, the end of the summer circuit, this past Sunday they had a 
uh, like a social event. I guess it was like a, I don't know, like a end of the circuit party at an uh, a barcade in Indianapolis that I was able to drive over and head to. And it was really cool to meet all of you guys in person. That was really neat. Um, but also just, I was blown away by um, just like getting to see some more of like behind the scenes of how the org operates and stuff. Like um, you guys were doing giveaways. Uh, you guys were like just buying drinks for people. Uh, you gave me a freaking t-shirt. That was pretty dope. Um, and then <laughs> you guys did this like announcement thing where like, Hey, there's a lot of people that have helped us out, you know? And it was literally stuff as simple as like, this person has 700 followers on Twitter and they retweeted our stuff. Um, like that, that sort of stuff. And like, you gave like shout outs and rounds of applause for that sort of stuff. So you really, um, we're just kind of like a, uh, it, it's so interesting. So many like org startup because you know, they're like, man, we can get a lot of people roped in. We can start getting advertisements, getting a Twitch partnership. We start making some money off of this, but you can really tell that IGL is the kind of like, uh, that group that, um, really just had an idea of like, you know what, let's see if we can get some people together that can meet each other and have fun and just have a genuine good time. And we can be the people that enables that. Like we can work as hard as we can to let people have that good time. And, uh, so I was really just kind of blown away and just wanted to let you guys know that it's super awesome and keep up the good work. I really appreciate you saying that. Um, we, uh, we're super excited as well. I was excited about it as well. And honestly, we couldn't have done it without a lot of people who, um, in the community, um, such as yourself that, uh, really helped promote it. I mean, people like, you know, Sunless Khan would, uh, give us shout outs all the time, which was so helpful. Um, we had a guy, you know, solitary refinement, who's a part of the community where he, he provided a lot of those giveaway items himself. Um, and he just wanted to support what was going on. Um, he'd made a lot of friends through the community and, uh, that was really awesome to see. Um, and that's the kind of stuff that, uh, we encourage and want to see more just people getting involved. Um, we had a guy who just start, started designing a lot of, uh, images for us and graphic design work that we needed. And he did an amazing job and it was honestly incredible. And, uh, we get stuff like that all the time and it just blows us away because it wasn't something we were, we were expecting. And like you said, um, we started with just a goal of like, we want to get some people together and have a rocket league tournament. And, uh, <laughs> All of a sudden, we had sixty-eight people who wanted to play. Um, we didn't. We didn't really. You know, I think. I think at one point we spent like twenty bucks on a Facebook ad, and then we were like, "We're never doing this again." <laughs> that was <laughs> that was a complete waste of money. Um, so we, uh, yeah, we. You know, I think our goal is to grow it obviously as big as we can because we just love doing it and it's a ton of fun. Um, but we want to do it intelligently and we want to do it in a way that maintains what we've already created with the community that we have and the people that are engaging with us um, and just make that bigger and better. I think a lot of organizations that, you know, there's a lot of tournament organizers out there. They get 10 people to join their league and that's, that's awesome. And I think they maybe get lost in trying to immediately make it this enormous behemoth of, of gamers or, or participants. And I think our approach is, we want to learn from the community and, you know, takes, take the appropriate steps, um, to get to a point where we're, we have an enormous, you know, community that is helping and assisting each other and playing video games and meeting each other and participating in in-person social events, uh, in-person tournaments, yeah, the whole guys, nine yards. You guys got over like 40 gamers to come out of their house and meet <laughs> each other in person. Their, their moms would thank us. Maybe their moms should pay us. <laughs> Uh, all right, last question about the IGL is this. So at the giveaways, there was all sorts of cool stuff. There was like Rocket League uh, collector's packs. There were these cool IGL keychains, keyboard, mouse pad, mouse, uh, awesome gaming backpack, and a smoke detector. Why was there a smoke detector in the giveaway? <laughs> That's a great like, I'm talking like a normal household ceiling mounted D battery taking smoke detector. That's pretty funny. Yeah, I yeah. So the reason there was a smoke detector, um and so we again, like I said, we stream quite a bit. Um my my co-commissioner Michael Tarnowski is the the lead streamer. He organizes all those things. And if you listen to our streams, it's sort of him leading it and then myself. Um tagging in as as needed um but uh so in one of the chats you know very early on may i think we had maybe like 10 people in the stream at the time we had we may not have even been 
affiliated yet, or maybe we'd just gotten affiliated. I don't know. Um, and then all this, I, I can't remember how it actually started, but somehow, um, uh, people started talking. Oh, oh, I remember it's because Michael's smoke, smoke alarm went off in the background. Oh, it went off on stream. Yeah, I, I believe that was what happened. And so he like turned, went and turned off and that just started this whole, you know, inside joke about smoke alarms. And my, Michael gave this talk about, uh, the importance of fire safety and making sure your smoke <laughs> alarms have batteries and all this stuff. So if you watch our stream, like even now, um, you will find that, uh, occasionally someone will make a smoke alarm reference, uh, or they will post an emote of a, of a smoke alarm in the chat. Okay. So that's where the smoke alarm comes from. That's pretty funny. Well, awesome. So super great league. However, there are also leagues in rocket league, leagues in rocket league that are, professional super super professional and we like to talk about those in a little segment we call ninja super happy esports fun time ninja you are a correspondent on the ground this week you are in toronto at the northern arena rocket league invitational catch Hell us yeah. up man what did we miss uh it was fun it was super fun uh i got to meet a lot of people uh it was it was a very good amount of people from mld if you no MLD. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, there was at least 10 of us, and uh, we ca- we hyped up the crowd a lot, <laughs> uh, as I was supposed to. Um, okay, yeah, you, last week, we, was before the event, we knew that you were supposed to be the lead cheer, like, chant. Yes, one of the Conductor, yes. right? Yes. And then we put you to the test, and it was abysmal. It was absolutely <laughs> abhorrent. And it was, <laughs> it was, we were, we were afraid to send you to Toronto. Please tell me it went better than that. It went better than that. Okay. All right. It, what were some of your strategies and moves when you tried to hype up the crowd and get them to do these chants? Uh, it, it, I, I don't think we could have, uh, I could have done it without the MLD guys, honestly. I, I kind of led on most of those cheers and... Uh, they they just kind of repeated it and made it louder and louder for everyone else to go into it. So, okay. uh, they were a huge help in in all that. Uh, what was the venue like? What to paint me a mental picture of? You know, you walk in, you first get to see the stage. What kind of location did they choose for this? Uh, have you ever been to a science museum? <laughs> <laughs> it was legit a science museum. <laughs> Uh, but okay. they had they had a professional they had a stage and it wasn't too bad it kind of seemed small for the players on stage. Okay, well, they were angled weird, almost like they could look over their shoulders at the other team's monitors. They could. <laughs> okay. Um, no. I I was told by some of the pros it was it it was kind of packed down there, uh, being all next to each other. Uh, the headsets they used. Uh, were abysmal apparently uh they could hear everything going on around them and they could hardly hear their teammates oh uh, so the things you want to hear less of they heard most of and the things you want to hear more of they heard less of yes uh it was okay it was actually so bad that in the first game of day one uh i think it was neil's cook from xl actually didn't even use his headset it was just off his ears yeah so a quick anecdote about that. When I played in the Twitch, or no, the um, the PAX Prime, which was hosted by Twitch, yes. um, tournament in 2016 with Prime Thunder, when we played on stage, we played on stage for um, our quarterfinals, semifinals, finals, and like another match. <laughs> I didn't use the headset at all for the same reason. It was terrible. Um, they didn't even have like... I, I could not hear Prime at all, so I was just like, you know, it's more important to hear where you're at on the map, so I just literally took it off, and, um, yeah, some people said stuff like, did you do that so that you could hear the announcers talk about how much boost the team other team had, and I was like, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't think that really helps. <laughs> <laughs> it, well, it did at one point, it not helped me, but, um, there was a moment in the, in the grand finals when I was out of boost, and, uh, I was faking it, like, I was acting like I was about to just, like, challenge it, but Torment... Um, like was like waiting for me before he challenged, and then you just hear 
uh, one of the casters go like, Nox is gonna, like, Nox is trying to push it, but he's all out of boost, and you just see Torment just, like, oh, beeline no. it right towards, like, oh, come on! <laughs> that sucks. Ugh, but, anyway, go on, continue. It's, this isn't the Nox show, this is the Gnarly show. <laughs> uh, I also, it, it's also very public that for Friday, which was the practice day for the pros, uh, there was not enough computers, and their monitors were 60 hertz. Whoa! So, all the pros had to play on 60 hertz monitors, or at least most of the pros had to play on 60 hertz monitors. For practice, right? For practice. practice. Uh, But still, (laughs) that's pretty rough. And... Oh, gosh. And uh, they also, uh, some pros, because they didn't have enough PCs there, had to play on PlayStation 4s. Oh! It's pretty rough. Uh, Okay. All right. uh, So, yeah. uh, Another fun thing. So, the way it was set up is the walls for the actual room that we were in to watch the games were pretty thick. But the casters were on a balcony that was overhanging kind of like a center room where there's a bunch of exhibits that are kind of interactive. And so, there was this one exhibit... Especially on day one, where because it was open to the public, still everyone could go. Uh, a lot, everyone around Toronto could still go in and go experience the Ontario Science Center. Uh, and okay. there's this one specific machine. There was it's an iron ring around a a metal pole, and at the click of a button, you would launch the ring up into the air. And when it would land, it would make a huge ding sound that the casters <laughs> would hear, and you could hear oh, it through their goodness. headset. Uh, oh my goodness! So it kind of became a recurring theme where everyone in the in the room would yell "ding" as soon as we heard that, <laughs> <laughs> and the stream actually hated that <laughs> so I'm much. I'm sure they did, yeah. Uh, and on day two, Nar- uh, the Northern Arena staff got it got it set up that they would put a out-of-order sign on that machine. Oh and my goodness. I heard at the end of the day from LeafX himself that the Northern Arena owner, even though it had the <laughs> the sign there, would kept, keep going and <laughs> dinging it. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Uh, um, so I didn't get to watch much of the Brad, Bra- Bradcast. Bradcast? That's when Brad... Streams, not that's not the gnarly. <laughs> I got to most. I got to watch most of the broadcast, uh, or not a lot of it, except on Sunday. I got to watch some of it because they had it on um, at the Tapperus event um, okay. for the for IGL. Um, Smash, did you get to watch any of the um, of the games? I um, sort of glanced up at it occasionally. I was spending most of my time trying to talk to some of the IGLers because you know I had. You see, you get to engage with them on the on Twitch chat, but you don't know what they look like. And a lot of, a lot of times you don't know their real names. So unfortunately <laughs> yeah, I was doing that, but, um, I got to glance up at it occasionally. So there you have an engine. Neither of us really got any of the, you know, the roadmap of what happened at the tournament. So tell us about the teams. How did they do? What, you know, <laughs> well, any upsets, any surprises? What, what happened? Uh, I think the, no, I don't think there was that many upsets, honestly. I think it was a pretty straightforward uh, tournament. Uh, okay, did anyone particularly look better than usual, worse than usual? I I mean, it seemed like Flipside may have uh, been playing a little bit better than I don't usual. think we've gotten to see much of Flipside, because I, remember, I did call Flipside second in the... Uh, second <laughs> last week on the show. That is true. That is true. I I honestly really expected Flipside to do well, and they came in third, uh, losing to NRG in the semifinals or in the losers' finals. So you you already know now that NRG was in the grand finals of Gnarly. Right. Right. Uh, well, it was a it was a remake of right. I mean, yes. It's pretty much the the big. Uh, I believe another big thing from day two. Uh, was reverse sweeps uh, because they happened all day and sweeps. Uh, 
So G2 Esports, I think day one they started with the losers. No. Oh my god. I, I'm forgetting all this. So day Did one. Did you pay attention? We sent you there for a reason. Yes. So day two uh, started with losers round two, which was Cloud9 versus G2 Esports. Uh, a reverse sweep happened. Cloud9 came back and won it against G2 which sent G2 packing, uh, so G2 didn't have a great turnout. Mm. Shameful. Uh, they did play against Team Dignitas in the first round it, on day one, so that's kind of rough, especially considering uh, the run Team Dignitas had. Uh, so losers round two, we had NRG versus PSG, and it was another reverse sweep, so PSG was up 2-0, and NRG came back. So that was another super hype match. And then you went on to the winner's finals, which was Team Dignitas versus Flipside Tactics. And that was a complete sweep from Team Dignitas. It looked like Flipside Tactics couldn't do anything that on that match. And then I think it was another reverse sweep, which was between NRG and Cloud9, which NRG won. And then loser's finals was NRG versus Flipside, and NRG won that pretty handily 4-1. That Which, seems like it would be a bad matchup for Flipside. Like Flipside's good, but I think that yeah. like, their counter is NRG playstyle. Like, yes. Crazy solo plays, fast rotations, and and yeah, I think yeah. that that would tear Flipside apart. It was definitely something. Um, and then you got the grand finals of Team Dignitas versus NRG Esports, which was super hype to to see come in <laughs> come and play for gnarly. But Team Dignitas wiped the floor with a 4-1 on energy. Yeah. Which was, was uh, disappointing, but... The games were close, though. I will say yes, that. I watched a lot of those. they were very close. I think they were so one-goal games each. Yeah, so, I mean, it's so crazy. Um, I don't know. So, one of my favorite things about it is that I mentioned in the LAN episode that Rocket League has really seemed to hit its stride as an eSport, that I really used to hate it when um, a different name of a team was on the top of the leaderboards every single freaking like event, yeah. um, you know, uh, because like really you could just flip a coin and predict who was going to win all these rock league matches. I, I think it's awesome now that we consistently have the top four placing every single event. And like, even this where it was, it's still NRG versus Dignitas best in NA versus best in EU. They're just going at it. Um, yeah. and I, I think it's, it's like really neat. It turned out sucks really that close. NRG still couldn't come out on top. Yeah. But yeah. Hey, speaking of NRG, um, so it became semi-public uh, where, you know, we had a tweet from Garrett a while ago where he said that basically NRG was looking to drop them. Then it looked like it became official, right? All of the NRG players on Twitter took out all of the logos, the fact that they play for NRG Esports in their bios, all of their Twitch graphics have changed and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and uh, it, they still played at Gnarly with the NRG name, but none of them wore jerseys yeah. uh, or any of that sort of stuff on stage. So what's up with NRG? Are they officially dropped? Are they not getting paid and just like waiting for a seamless transition to a new org? From, Do we know? From what I keep hearing, uh, Garrett G and Fireburner are not on NRG, but because apparently Justin is still, he's still signed under NRG. So apparently, uh, apparently that's what's going on. Uh, okay, so maybe he had a longer contract and they're just kind of waiting for that to run out. Yeah, but it's still something to see that they didn't even use the uh, the jerseys. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. It, it was at a point where uh, on day two I was coming in and I was trying to get some Tim Hortons, some coffee, and Garrett was right behind me in line. And I'm, I looked to my friend, I'm like, there's no way that's Garrett, right? Because he was wearing a black shirt. I'm like, and then I finally noticed, okay, yeah, that's him. So I talked to him. It's like, God, I couldn't recognize you because you didn't have the jersey on. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, well uh, so that's kind of interesting. That's a new kind of take on it. One player's under contract. I wonder why they just didn't extend the others. I really hope they're getting paid. That would suck to be stuck in a situation like that where yeah. you get one teammate who's getting paid and the other are just, uh, I'm not too sure. Whatever. All right. Well, that brings us to our weekly whiffs. We actually play this game as well. All three of us, hopefully. <laughs> Ninja, how is your week? Uh, gnarly excluded. Did you play it all? Uh, that sort of stuff. Uh, I actually did. Uh, I Coming back home, uh, 
Or no, so you were, you were streaming on Sunday, right? Uh, maybe. Uh, I believe it was. Um, so I came home after gnarly Sunday, to, or to my Airbnb on Sunday, and I was like, I, I, I seen you were streaming, and I watched, I'm like, I really want to play Rocket League, but I can't. My laptop <laughs> sucks. So I, I was super excited to come back and play Rocket League. Uh, so when I came back yesterday, uh, I was pretty much the first thing I popped up and unfortunately there's something up with my computer or my drivers and Rockley was just lagging. Uh, I, oh. I, wanted to play with me as soon as I got on. So <laughs> we partied up, but I was getting some frame drops. I couldn't play well. Um, and then today or late, later on that day, I decided to try it out again and I played alone on threes. I updated my drivers, and it seemed to work fine. Mm. And I am now making my way pretty close to Grand Champ in threes. Oh, nice. And uh, this morning I played some twos, and I'm trying to get my... <laughs> I'm pull, pulling my rank back from what I lost with Roko because of the bad frame rate. <laughs> gotcha, yeah. Other than that, that's pretty much it. Nox, what's, how's your week? Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, this is another week where I kind of got the house to myself, so I've um, been playing a lot more than usual, putting in the hours. <laughs> For go. some reason, usually when I put in the hours, I usually rank up a lot more because I get more consistent and all that stuff. This week? Nah, just plummeting. Every playlist going down, so getting real salty there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I uh, went to the uh, Tappers event. I get to stream more this week, too, so that's cool. Um, and uh, hopefully I'll pull myself out of the slump before the week's over and and I get back to like normal crazy life where I don't always have this free time to grind <laughs> smash man. How's your interaction with rocket league been this past week? Yeah, I, uh, I did get, a, I did get to play a little bit. I've spent the last two weeks, um, <clears throat> getting our up our website updated, uh, so that, you know, turn in time for the fall circuit. So I didn't get to play very much. Um, I honestly like barely uh, played enough games to get ranked in uh, um, in in twos and threes. I may not even be ranked in threes yet. Um, wow! But uh, yeah, usually like in uh, in in you know Michael and I have been streaming so much that we we don't get a whole lot of time to play during the week. Um, but uh, I think last season I you know left off around like low plat somewhere and right now i'm like upper gold uh, i used to when i played a lot i was i was a i was a bit higher in the rankings but since uh i spend so much time um working on igl and trying to make the website bigger uh better and working with michael to get people signed up uh don't have a ton of time to uh to dedicate to, to climbing the ladder but i'm hoping like maybe this weekend or next weekend i can get myself out of the out of the the ruts per se, but, uh, yeah, I, I've just slowly been sort of, uh, dropping down the ladder just because, uh, I've only been able to play a couple games here and there versus being able to sit down and play it, do the grind for a couple hours. Man, that is just the leadership curse, giving up time that you want to play the game so that you can do things to enable others to enjoy the game. So, uh, yeah, I think we felt some of that here on the podcast. I we can relate, man. Keep it up. Make sure you uh, don't let it burn you out. Take some time if you have to find other people and delegate stuff so that you can uh, enjoy the game too. Yeah, that's the plan. We, uh, you know, we already have a couple people that help us do things here and there. Um, but uh, I think over the course of this year, we'll be looking for some some more helpers. So stay tuned. Gotcha, Ninja. You know what I was thinking the other day? What's up? I want to talk. Oh no. That's right, everybody. It's Knox Talks, a podcast within a podcast. Everyone's favorite segment of the show, Knox Talks, where Knox brings a topic to really just dig deep into and get going on a discussion. I'm excited that we're joined by Smash this week. Hear his thoughts on this sort of stuff, too. I want to talk about mindset, uh, the mindset that you bring to the game when you're playing Rocket League. All right. Um, now, this is something that I've tried to, you know, have control over in my careers. I've tried to improve and be better and better at Rocket League. But, um, you know, it's not always something that you can control, how you think, right? Your own thoughts uh, yeah. and, and mentality in the game. I wanted to specifically talk about one dichotomy 
all right? And that is this idea of ego, right? It seems like there are players that think that no matter what rank, this is across all ranks, all right? So we're not going to throw actual skill or capability into the discussion. We're only going to talk about mindset. But across all ranks, there seems to be players who think that they are amazing, right? God's gift to the Rocket League community. They're They're like, man, I'm right. Well, like, it doesn't matter what rank. There's people in Grand Champ that are like that. There's people in, like, Diamond and, you know, Platinum, Silver that think that way as well. But the difference, like, what I mean is, like, they just, you know, think, like, oh, I'm so good at hitting these. I carry my team. I do this. Like, I'm the, like, I should be ranked higher. (laughs) Right. Yeah, exactly. And then there seems to be, like, the polar opposite, right? There's people that are just like, oh, I'm so bad. Oh, I'm trash. I'm garbage. And carry me, daddy. Like, all these types of players, right? Right. My question to you two is what do you think is the more conducive uh, mentality to getting better at the game? Uh, I think it's a balance of both. I, I honestly think it's a balance of both. Okay, well, what sort of interaction do you think each mindset brings? Like, what, how do they affect your play? I, I, that sort of stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, Nox, I think that... Uh, there, there certainly is a balance between the two mindsets. I mean, anytime you're on the any extreme, one or the other, or whatever we're talking about, uh, that generally is not a very good thing. Um, I know from a community perspective, uh, the most fun, I guess, that it, it also depends on the purpose. Why are, you, why are you playing the game? Are you playing to be the best? Are you playing just to have fun? Um, hmm. I think if you're playing to be the best or improve your game, uh, you definitely need some competitive nature. Um, if you don't have that, you know, you're probably not going to go very far. That's probably just advice for life in general. Um, yeah. but, uh, you definitely need some competitive nature. You definitely need to be thinking about like watching videos of the pros and players that you like and seeing what they're doing well, how they interact with their team, that sort of thing. Um, as well as, you know, again, in general, just, this is the same with sports or team sports. Uh, the best teams often don't have even have the best players. They just have people that work really well together. Um, yeah. And as much as you can replicate that in Rocket League, you don't necessarily even have to be the best player. You can just have a really great team and communicate well, and your spacing is down pat, and you understand um, uh, how to make assists and things like that. Um, you can beat a lot of great uh, – a lot of teams that have great players, but they've never played before or um, – they uh, maybe are really good at aerials or whatever, um, but uh, they don't understand the importance of uh, spacing your spacing yourself out from your teammate appropriately. Um, those sorts of things can really make a difference in your competitive play. And if you're just playing for fun, you're gonna have the most fun um, <laughs> when you find someone that you just enjoy playing with, and you don't get upset if you uh, lose, but you also celebrate your wins. Um, so. It's a, um, it's it's a, it really depends on, you know, like you said, the mindset. Are you playing to have fun? Are you playing to, are you playing to win? Uh, depend, and depending on what the answer to that question is, certainly defines how you play. I think in both instances, though, you know, being really hard on yourself, like, oh, I suck or I'm the worst or whatever, probably isn't conducive to either of those, to those uh, purposes for playing the game. Okay. Well, like, on the one hand, so, all right, here is, there's this interesting, you know, um, contention between the two. Because, on the one hand, if you, you know, think you're amazing, you've got, like, a, the positive, right, outlook on everything about your play and none of the negatives, then you're going to have confidence. Um, you're going to, um, you're going to not be nervous in matches. You're not going to hesitate, like, that sort of stuff. Uh, but at the cost of maybe, you know, Mistake blindness, right? You're not going to see the mistakes that you're making um, because you're going to think that you're above them. You're too good for them, right? Uh, right. You're going to also uh, cast a lot of blame on teammates, right? Because you think that they're the ones that are causing you to lose the match because it's not you. You're the good one. Um, so there's there's that sort of contention. But then also on the other hand, right, if you don't think, if you think the polar opposite, um, then you're not... Um, you, you'll always be looking to improve. You'll always be looking for mistakes that you're making so that you can work better. 
Um, but at the same time, um, you will hesitate in matches. You're not going to have confidence in your hits. You're going to believe yourself as a worse person, and you're going to mentally limit how much well you can improve. Uh, so I think you're. I think you're right. There's definitely a balance. But um, is it is it more of just like a find a middle ground and say ah, I'm okay at the game? <laughs> like sometimes I'm good, sometimes I'm bad. <laughs> Or is it better to kind of like, no, I'm like break it apart and figure out, man, I know I'm really good at these things, um, but I'm not the best player and I need to figure out like, like I'm really bad at these things um, and actually start like having those mindset towards certain, certain aspects of your game. Or do you think it's, you should literally just be Switzerland neutral? (laughs) I think having that awareness, um, sort of the, uh, having that awareness of this is what I'm doing really well and this is what I'm not doing well uh, is going to let you prioritize your training and your time so that you can become a better player. If you're Switzerland, you're sort of like, that's sort of a false, uh, that's sort of a false life to lead, I guess. Um, and you can't, you can't just sort of think like, Oh, I'm just average. Uh, that really doesn't un- uncover any opportunities to improve. But if you look at, sort of even professional athletes or anyone who ever wanted to be good at something uh, and then actually became good at it, they analyze their performance and understand this is what I'm doing well, this is what I'm doing wrong, and then they prioritize their training around what they're doing wrong so that they can improve it. Um, I mean, so. you can kind of look at it like squishy. He thinks everything he does is not very good still, but he's one of the, he's probably the best player in the game still. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's always a good point. In fact, a lot of pros are like that. They they never really acknowledge that they're the best player in the world. And I, in fact, let's put it this way: I've never seen a player actually say something like, "Oh, like I'm one of the best players in the world." Like not even so much as that. So it makes me think that really just being hard on your gameplay and always looking for the areas to improve seems like the closer to the correct route, other yeah. than thinking that you are the one that's carrying everyone the entire time. So. Yeah, that's good Knox Talks, guys. That's going to do it for us this week uh, on Live from Manfield. I want to thank you guys for listening. Thank you so much to Smash for co-hosting with us. Uh, A couple quick plugs real fast. First off, join our Discord. You can find it on our website, lfmanfield.com. Also want to take some time to thank all of our patrons. You can go to patreon.com slash lfmanfield to uh, find out different ways that you can support the show. We have many different levels, starting at a dollar an episode, all the way up to $25 an episode. Speaking of which... Holy crap, Crunchy, it's crunch time, has been a Grand Champ patron for over a year now. It's insane. Over a year? Holy cow. Yep. Next up, we have our champion patron, Yo, it's D-Lo. I got to meet uh, Mr. Steel Yo Goal himself at uh, the Tappers <laughs> event. He was in Indianapolis, so that was pretty cool. Our diamond patrons, Fecal Frenzy, that shit's crazy. Spell TV Mufflin stepped his game up and tied Dizzle, Fo Shizzle, my nizzle. Um... Yes, and of course our platinum patrons. The stunt guy came into my Twitch chat this week. was pretty awesome. He's tricked out. You got him, I think. Nope. Oh, Johnny Kooks. He's cuckoo for Rocket League. <laughs> Spook. It's Casper. We got Dawson with a V, not a creek. Marl Fox, the foxiest patron. Henry, the one and only. I just ran in him to ranked before we recorded tonight. Oh, nice. I got Anex Poseidon making waves, and Pickett's my main man. I want to thank the Fat Rat for the use of our theme song, Xenogenesis. Uh, he lets us use it for free. It's a super dope song, and it pumps. It, it, I listen to it a hundred times before we listen before we record, and that's how <laughs> I get the energy to, to, to do it. Make sure you join us next week when we install Rocket League on a Game Boy Advance and hit Grand Champ. Until then, I'm Knox Phoenix. I'm the Giuseppe fan. Oh. And I'm <laughs> Commissioner Smash. Sorry about that. had my mic on mute for a second. Uh, And may the face-offs be ever in your favor.